0: Turn with me to Luke chapter 2 and verse 1. Luke chapter 2, verse 1. I saw on Facebook this week that um, one of the, the teenage girls that was in my last church has gotten married and is expecting a child. And I was really excited for them. And it showed a picture of them and, and their announcement and everything. And uh, it's always a joyous thing to hear a report about a baby coming, isn't it? Uh, Jesus was the greatest report that was ever given. Uh, His coming was the most significant of any baby that has ever come, and uh, can change our lives. And so uh, this scripture tells us about uh, Mary and Joseph and the baby, but it also tells us about the shepherds and how the shepherds received the news, this birth announcement of Jesus' birth, and uh, how they enjoyed and shared in the, the greatness of that night, um, and responded in the right way. And each of us needs to respond in the right way uh, to Christ and to this Christmas story. And so, the time my message is responding to the Christmas story. And uh, let's begin reading in verse 1. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole imp- empire, the whole empire, excuse me, should be registered. The first registration took place while Quirinius was governoring Syria. So everyone went out to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family line of David, to be registered along with Mary, who was engaged or betrothed to him, and was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for her to give birth. Then she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him snugly in cloth and laid him in a feeding trough because there was no room for them at the lodging place. In the same region, shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at night over their flock. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, "'Don't be afraid.'" For look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, a Savior who is Messiah the Lord was born for you in the city of David. This will be a sign for you. You will find the babe wrapped snugly in cloth and lying in a feeding trough. Suddenly, there was a multitude of the heavenly hosts with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace On earth to the people he favors. When the angels had left them and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. They hurried off and found both Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the feeding trough. After seeing them, they reported the message they were told about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary was treasuring up all these things in her heart and meditating on them. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had seen and heard, just as they had been told. Responding to the Christmas story. How should we respond? Well, first of all, I want you to see we need to hear the news. Hear the news. Uh, There's some good news that the shepherds heard today. This day in the city of David a Savior is born who is Christ the Lord. I don't think we can quite capture how excited they were to hear these words because they had been waiting for hundreds of years for the Messiah to come. It was the expectation of every Jewish person. And uh, it was every Jewish woman wanted to be the mother of the Messiah. And it was just an expectation. And so the fact that, God appeared to these shepherds and gave them this message was something that was, was awesome and exciting to them. And uh, what's more, not only was it exciting to hear the message, but the way in which it was delivered. Uh, they have an angel come, and they're, they're scared to death when they first see the angel. And then a host of angels. Angels all over singing, glory to God in the highest. They're having a party. Jesus has come. Hallelujah, praise to him, and and, and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. God had sent Jesus Christ. That was the news. And uh, today, verse 11 says, A Savior who is Messiah the Lord was born for you in the city of David. He was born, but he was born for you. You see, the message wasn't just that there was a baby born, but there was a baby born who could change these shepherds' lives. And his name was Jesus Christ. And the same truth is true today. Jesus Christ is the one who can change us. He's born, not just for those shepherds, but for all of us. And he's born to change us and make us a new creation in Christ. He's born... Uh, to give us the strength and help that we need in the Christian life, to provide the comfort and encouragement that we need through His Holy Spirit. And uh, He is the author and the finisher of our faith. And so Jesus, in His work here on the cross, uh, did something that set in motion not just our salvation, but the whole of the Christian life. He sustains it from beginning to end. He is the Alpha and the Omega. Omega. Hear the news, this child is born for you. So uh, the first thing we need to do is hear the good news. That Jesus has come, and not only has Jesus come, but he's come for us, and he wants us to help, uh, he wants to help us in life. And so we need to come to him, if you don't know Christ, you come to him for salvation. The Bible says, there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Jesus Christ paid the price for our sin on Calvary's cross and rose again. Uh, He lived the perfect life that we couldn't live in our place, uh, took our death in our place, our sentence, the justice that we deserved in our place so that we could be saved and forgiven. And so if you don't know Christ, you need to receive that gift of salvation. Uh, If you know him, you need to come to him for the help and the sustaining power that he gives uh, because it didn't stop when you got saved. Aren't you glad that God's not finished with us? He, he's, he's got an ongoing work in our lives. And Jesus Christ, he's not just a baby that lived 2,000 years ago. He has risen from the dead, has ascended to the right hand of the Father, and is coming again. And so he is available to us. And we can go to him in prayer and seek him for his help. So hear the news. So, how else do you respond to the Christmas story? Secondly, participate in the news. I like what they say. They don't say, well, that's a wonderful thing to know. Let's, you know, let's just uh, glory in this moment. No, they said, let's go down there and be a part of it. Let's not just stand by as bystanders. Look at what he says. Let's go straight to Bethlehem. Verse 15. And see what has happened which the Lord has made known to us. Let's see what has happened? Let's be a part of it. Let's participate in the good news. Um, there are different ways that people respond to the good news of Jesus Christ. Some treat it just as some, some nice story. Maybe kind of get a warm fuzzy at Christmas time, you know. But they don't participate in serving Christ, in becoming a, a child of God. They don't participate some have become a child of God but they don't participate in church life they don't participate in service they don't participate in a regular daily quiet time with God they're more spectators rather than participators and so God wants us to participate uh to take advantage of the blessings that are there um I love what uh Tony Evans was sharing one time, he said he'd driven his car for several years and and uh, one day he was trying to figure out how to do something and so he opened his car manual and he began to, to read through the car manual and he said, all of a sudden I realized there were all these things my car did that I didn't realize it did. And he said, I was like, wow, this is cool, this is neat, uh, you know, and he was, uh, he was, uh, beginning to try these different things. And, and, and he realized, oh, it could be so much more than what it was. A lot of Christians have never opened the manual. They don't, they're not spending time in God's Word. They're not participating. And they're missing out on all the blessings of the Christian life. Don't be satisfied just to be a spectator. Be a participator. And wh- how exciting it must have been for those shepherds to go and to see this child, and he said, "This they said this will be a sign. You'll find him, babe, wrapped in swaddling clothes, laying in a manger, feeding trough, um, and this will be a sign. You'll know this is the baby." Isn't that something? God is even in the circumstances of them not being able to find a room. In the end, He's making it a sign for the shepherds, and so they come and they see this baby and they uh, rejoice and they're just so excited. God has been at work in their life. And they go out and begin to tell other people. So, uh, participate in the news. Be active in your Christian life. Be active in service. Be active in spending regular daily time with God. Draw near to Him in worship. And don't be satisfied to be a spectator. So, how do we respond? First of all, hear the news. Secondly, participate in the news. Thirdly, share the news. Look at verse 17. After seeing them, they reported the message they were told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. I had a telemarketer call me one day. This has been probably four or five years ago. He was trying to sell me a subscription to uh, the Knoxville News Sentinel. And... uh, I just kind of felt prompted by the Spirit to talk to him about Jesus. And so um, I asked him a few questions. I said, do you know, you know, is it okay if I talk to you a little, little bit about this? And he said, it was. And, and I began to tell him about that. He says, I said, have you, have you heard that? And he said, said, no, I've never heard that. I'm so glad you told me that. And, and, you know, we had this great discussion. He had never heard the good news. Right here in the United States of America. I want to tell you something. We think people know, but there's a lot of people that don't know. How exciting it must have been for those shepherds to share the news of what God was doing. Share what God has done in your life. Share the good news that Jesus has died for sin, has risen again, and that he provides forgiveness to those who surrender and put their trust in him. Um. Let people know the good news that can change their life. Such a wonderful thing. Tell the good news. Uh, the shepherds did a great job. You know, maybe that's one of the reasons God went to the shepherds. They weren't stuffed shirts, right? They're not worried about what everybody's thinking. They're just, they're, hey, hey, we're impressed. We, we got to tell somebody. And so uh, if, if it had been the wise man, I don't know this. This is just a guess, but... Maybe the wise men, if they'd have come first, uh, wouldn't have been so eager to share because they were more, you know, uptight or, you know, reserved. I don't know. But uh, but what a blessing these shepherds had to be able to be the first people to tell other people about Jesus. And uh, I, I think that's a, such a great privilege. And I love it when somebody's heart is open and I'm able to, to share Christ with them and uh, they trust Christ and you see the difference that Jesus makes. There's there's nothing like it. So, share the good news. First of all, hear the news, participate in the news, share the news, and finally, consider the news. Look at verse 19. But Mary was treasuring up all these things in her heart and meditating on them. Sometimes... When you hear a story over and over and over and over again, you begin to glaze over, right? Oh, I've been here, done that, got the t-shirt, and, and you, you begin to just kind of zone out. Not only do we need to listen to the message about Jesus coming, but we need to think about what it, what it represents. Um, we talked this morning about the salvation aspect of it, and that's the main reason Jesus came. You begin to think about the difference that he makes in saving our souls. <laughs> Once I was blind, but now I see. My sin, oh, the bliss of this glorious thought. My sin, not in part, but the whole, is nailed to the cross, and I'll bear it no more. That's <laughs> the that's significance of Jesus' coming. How about this? He would heal the sick, raise the dead, open blind eyes. Can I tell you something? Jesus Christ is still in the healing business. He still is opening the blind eyes of people who are lost that don't know Christ. He is still active. And he is able, as we pray for people and as we share in faith, he's able to take his word and apply it by his spirit to a human heart and bring about a miracle in their heart and life and change them forever. Um, Consider... The good news. What is it? What are the implications for the future? Talked about this in Sunday school a little bit this morning. Uh, Jesus didn't just come to die. Matter of fact, the Jewish people. One of the reasons the Jewish people were confused is they'd heard all the the prophecies about the Messiah ruling on earth, and so they were confused. Well, why is why is he not wanting to rule? Why is he? going to a cross and it made no sense to them of course if they'd have read Isaiah 53 it would have made a whole lot more sense Uh, but they were expecting something different one of the implications of Christmas looks beyond the cross and the resurrection and the ascension to the time when Jesus comes again and the Bible says that when Jesus comes again he will rule and he will reign And there will be a peaceable kingdom where the lion will lay down with the lamb. There will be literally peace on earth. And not only that, but after a season of time when Jesus brings in the eternal state, there will be a new heaven, new earth, and new Jerusalem. uh, The devil will be cast out forever. Put in the lake of fire where he belongs. Our old bodies will be transformed into glorious bodies. That's what Jesus is going to do in the future. There'll be no sorrow. There'll be no crying. There'll be no pain. There'll be streets of gold and walls of jasper in a world uncursed by sin. We'll be able to be in the very presence of God. We we'll don't need a sun to light the world because the Lamb will be its light and the Father will be the glory of that place. And it will never be night. I want to tell you something. It's going to be unlike anything we've ever experienced. And the best worship time that you've had here is just a taste, just an inkling of what it's going to be like to be in God's presence. That's what Christmas is all about. Jesus set those, God set those things in motion. God said, I love you so much. I'm sending my son. And because of him, everything's going to change. In the garden, one man disobeyed God and brought death to all men. But at the cross, one man obeyed God and brought life to all men. Jesus Christ has reversed the curse. And one day he'll take it away completely. That's the future of what Jesus came to do. consider this Mary's trying to put all these things together she's had the angel appear to her and angels appeared to Joseph as we read about in Matthew this morning um, all of these things she's, she's hearing all this information she's hearing she's about to hear uh, Simeon and Anna and all of these things and so she's, she's mulling this over and she's thinking about it and she's what is the significance of this what does this mean and she's kind of meditating on the importance of, of what all this is about. Never let the wonder of what God does through Jesus leave your mind. Don't don't stop considering the greatness of of what he has done. Don't stop thinking about the wonder of justification, regeneration, glorification. uh, All of these things that Jesus does through his work on the cross. It's all about him. Were it not for Jesus, where would I be? So, respond to the Christmas story this Christmas. Hear the news, participate in the news, share the news, and consider the news. There's no story greater than the story of our Savior. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the great story. I thank you for your great love, Lord. I thank you that You sent your Son, Lord, though we did not deserve it, though we had turned our backs on you, though we were your enemies, you sent Jesus for us. I'm so amazed.